This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com.
Hey y'all. <laughs> okay, so I got a new camera. I'm over here staring off in this face. So I wanted to, you know, I love my webcam that's on my new um, iMac, whatever. I love it, but um, I ended up getting another camera. Y'all know, child, I will buy a camera quick. So we're gonna try this out and see how this looks. I think this is a little bit more high def. I really kind of like it. So um, that's why I was kind of like, oh, where am I looking again? But I hope you guys are doing good. Happy Saturday. I didn't get to do a stream this week. It's just been a lot going on. We had a Zoom meeting the other day, but I have been super busy, so I didn't get to do a a stream so I wanted to do one today so I hope y'all don't mind that I'm popping up on a Saturday randomly I hope everybody's doing good let me make sure all my screens are up we got a lot to talk about child it's so much stuff going on lots of tea to get into thank y'all y'all like the hair thank you I now feel like I'm bringing back the 90s honey but um, I hope everybody had a good Valentine's Day I did I had an amazing Valentine's so I hope you guys did too um, but yeah, other than that, I've been chilling now. Oh, oh yeah, let me not forget. Okay, so I'm gonna be working with this company um, You guys know how like on my channel we always talk about doing like a trip You know going to like Yellowstone and stuff like that. Y'all know I do my live events I get to at least see a lot of y'all, you know, at least once or twice a year in 2023 we did like, you know, two events so we did the one in Atlanta and then the New Year's party in Minneapolis so this company um, reached out to me and they wanted me to host these trips where they have influencers host trips with like their fans and you can bring anywhere from 8 to 24 people and so we did a survey and I only put the survey on my YouTube membership my patreon and discord and we had over 400 responses over 300 people qualified so they were blown away at how many people like literally responded and wanted to go on these trips so if you guys are interested if you guys did not get the survey I will post the link down below. Um, matter of fact, I'll post it in the chat right now and you guys can just copy it and then do the survey when you get some time. But basically, they allow us to go a lot of places. And I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. I really don't wanna go like, you know, to certain countries like super, super far. I'd rather keep it closer to North America just because there's so much stuff going on now, you know, as far as like conflicts and wars and, you know, all that stuff. So just know you're not going to have me in the middle of the Amazon rainforest. I won't be there. So be smart with your choices. <laughs> I'm not sitting in nobody's igloo. So be smart with your choices. But we, we have, we're down to five main choices right now. And they're really dope, the ones that you guys have picked. So I'm, I'm super excited to pick out of the five. So I posted the link. It's there. Um... <laughs> Oh my goodness, y'all are so funny. So it's a lot. Yeah, there's some Canada trips. Um, you know, I'm simple, child. I was like, oh, I'll do a bike ride in New York City in Central Park. 
They're like, yeah, no, you need something more exotic than that. But um, there's a lot of options, you know, things like that. Y'all know I love doing stuff with my fans because if it wasn't for my tea sippers, you know what I'm saying, I wouldn't be here. So that's why I love to like throw events and have you guys come and meet you guys face to face and really thank y'all for just supporting me on my journey. I see my numbers are growing. I think I'm at like nine, nine, one or something like that. So, you know, we'll get to a million soon enough. So I'm like super excited, you know, for the one million subscriber party. I'm still, you know, trying to plan all that out and I can't wait to turn up with everybody. So, yes, ma'am. So it is, um, it's a lot going on. Like it's, it's so much going on. But I want to start with everything that's going on with Monique and her son, Shalon, because they have been into it again. Um, if you guys do not know Monique and her daddy, Zaddy, they decided to like basically post receipts showing, you know, their conversation with their son. And it was very confusing to me. I didn't understand like why she would post receipts of their conversations. So I'm thinking, okay, these receipts were from, you know, maybe three, four months ago. You know, maybe he was begging for money. These receipts are like from three years ago. And I'm just like, what is going on, Monique and Zaddy? Like, like what, what is the deal? So I'm gonna go ahead, we're gonna read some of these, you know, her so-called receipts. We're gonna go ahead and read them. So let me go ahead and share my screen real quick here. All right, Miss Monique, honey. Let me see if I can come in a little bit closer. Okay. Because some of y'all be like, you're too far. And then other people are like, get off the screen. So I don't know. I'm going to do half and half. All right. So uh, Monique uh, posted this. This is from January 25th, 2021. Says, hey, now I see you. And then he says, Say, hey, baby, you look good. I will call you tomorrow. I'm going to bed. LOL. Your mama getting older. He says, LOL. Love y'all. Uh, then a few days later, he says, Hey, sweetness, I hit you. I'll hit you later tonight. He says, okay. And then she says, Hey, my baby, I'm going to call you when I get back home. We out. Talk to you tomorrow. Then he says, Hey, mommy, I wanted to send stuff, some flowers and stuff. Just cause can you help me pick out stuff? Because I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, she says, Hey, my baby, of course I will give me a couple of hours to call. Then, this is the 22nd, he says, hey, ma, have you ever heard of hydro, hydro, I don't know what this is, hyperdialysis, it's an excessive sweating disorder. Then she says, hey, my baby, no, I never heard of it, I will research it. Then she says, hey, baby, sorry I missed your call, can we talk tomorrow? Call me when you go on break if you can, love you. Then that's a picture of him, I guess, in the bathroom. And she says, you look so handsome. You better say that shit. Let me know when your break starts. Then this is like in March. Hey, baby, how are you today? I'm okay. Been overwhelmed these past couple of days, working through it, talking with Nicole. This hasn't been the best sales week so far. I've been feeling more anxious than usual. Nicole has been helping me chill, though. Sometimes she's the reason for my stress, LOL. Then writes, hey, my baby, let's talk when you get off. Then he says, can you call me in 30 minutes? She says, hey, my baby, give me an hour. That's cool. And then the next day, hey, my baby, you what? What is this, hey, my baby? I'm sorry. I just feel like a, hey, my baby. Like just, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe parents talk like that to their kids. Maybe, I don't know. I just, I've never written, hey, my baby over and over again to my boys. I don't know. This is weird to me. Hey, my baby. <laughs> sorry. 
Maybe y'all talk to y'all's kids like that. I'm sorry. It's just weird. Okay, next. Uh, hey, my baby. Please know you still sleep. However, when you wake up, I want you to have an awesome day. He says, yes, ma'am. How y'all doing this morning? She says, amazing. My appointment with the DMV is on May 7th, so I can start this process for my license. I have three derogatory strikes on my credit. I will clear up two of them at the end of the week. Just telling you my to-do list. She says, I know you will get it done. Let's go. This is so annoying. Then says, Jamaica, how y'all doing? We're doing good. Cooking late dinner, salmon, salad, and rice. The doctor's appointment went well. We met with one of the midwives. Then she says, oh, wonderful, my baby. Did you hear my baby's heartbeat again? <laughs> my baby's um, heartbeat again. Remember Jamaica? He says, yes, mom, of course. I remember Mr. Jamaica. How was he doing? And the baby's heartbeat is strong. We forgot to ask for the BPM. Uh, then she says, he's doing good. Still took the same, still looks the same, just older. It's been 15 years since I've seen him. Is Nicole getting big? Our next appointment is June 11th for an ultrasound. And then they say, okay, now you see how I feel when I get this technology shit, super cheese, LOL. Hey, my sweetness, hope you're having an amazing day. We're on your way to get some raw food, yummy. Okay, I don't care to read any more of this. Um, oh yeah, I gotta read this last part. Like this is just, this is so annoying because it's like, why are you posting all of this conversation? So now, they say these messages and then here comes daddy. Daddy says, remember today, this is Uncle Sid. If you don't change your immature ways, you're gonna lose my man. We can be mad, we can't be mad at you, but we're definitely sad for you. How do you go from putting your mother on hold when generations of family are able to see Sinai on Nicole's side, but you gave no instructions to Tuffy or your mother as to when they would or could be able to see Sinai until after Tuffy brought it brought this fact to your attention. Interestingly, you're a man now, but you were a little boy just as days go, just days ago, as you needed me to walk you through getting a car, the items for the baby you wouldn't even have if your mother, Tuffy and I didn't care enough to do that for you and Sinai. You need to be rescued from your apartment weeks ago, but Tuffy, by Tuffy, but you cussed her out days ago, what's wrong? Get these people off my damn screen, child. Okay, so that's so that's what Sydney had to say. So basically, they've kept these DMs and messages, and so he comes back, you know, once again speaking for Monique as opposed to Monique speaking for herself. And I just feel like at this point, it's a bit much, you know. Um, certain things don't need to be on social media, right? Especially when it comes to like family business, family issues. But I didn't like the fact that she saved these receipts and she wanted to post them. It's one thing, right, when you're posting stuff because you're into it with, you know, somebody outside your family, a random, you know, celebrity or just whatever, and you're showing receipts like, look, I was in the right. Look, this bitch is a fucking documented liar. Things like that. But to sit there and post stuff, conversations with your children, and it's, it's just silly. And it's not even like, I don't see where he was saying anything disrespectful in the back and forth with her. And maybe, you know, there was more things and she's just saying, you know, you keep playing with me, I'm going to show everything. So I just thought it was just really, really corny. So basically, Shalon has responded back. He responded back twice. So we're going to watch his videos. I may not play the whole thing. 
but he responded back after they did their live stream to him and then he responded back to the receipts. So we're gonna watch both of those. So give me just a second here to share this tab over here. Okay. Does this not want to play? Let me, hold on, let me refresh it and see if it plays. All right, so I'm just going to get straight to it. Hi, I'm Shalon. <laughs> so I find it unique that my video was in response to my mother and not her husband, but yet he still had the most to say, which isn't uncommon. I also find it unfortunate that my mother does not seem to speak on her own. The only two worlds that I know where daddy is used is for children speaking with their fathers and women acknowledging their pimps. Her husband starts off by literally doing the very thing that I said that they would do, which honestly kind of made me feel as though their response was ironic because they validate my original video. Either A, she has some newfound moment of clarity, or B, she retreats back to daddy. In her retreat back to him, though, he does not acknowledge what I did say, but instead begins to create a new narrative of things that I did not say, which negates the effects of a response video. The two of you essentially created a new video rather than actually respond to what was actually said. You also brought up my father. My father, though, is not doing interviews talking about me. In quick regards to the three sons comment, under the context in which your husband was speaking, by your rationale, ma, he should have easily had no problem saying four sons, especially since you say he knew me before I knew me. The two of you can sometimes... <clears throat> come off as seekers of weak levels of empathy from others while at the same time sidestepping any accountability that one may need to take to attempt to address what I said to another man while also trying to make your wife victim number one has nothing to do with <laughs> you. My father did not need you to speak for him. You're her daddy, not his. My mother has been speaking on our relationship for years. So to imply that only one side of a story was told when there are several articles and interviews throughout the internet discussing my strained relationship with her filled with quotes from your wife speaking directly about me while also providing vague context and downplaying the impact of an uninterested mother. I am 33 years old and have had ample opportunity to go to the media and tell some BS story for a BS amount of money, but instead I am on TikTok expressing my feelings for free. If the two of them were paying attention, I literally explain in my first video why I am responding using TikTok and I should not have to repeat myself. My mother also states, there are some people that are saying, oh, you should be ashamed of your mothering skills. You should be ashamed of yourself. This is what I say, let's let it play out. Because the same ones that were saying, oh, I was crazy, I was deranged, we watched it play out. So just like with my son, we're gonna watch this play out. First of all, who the hell is we if it ain't you and I reconciling our relationship? Our relationship. Second of all, it's power in a word. Nobody is playing, but I can understand why you would use that word specifically. As you stated in the Club Shay Shay interview, you had the mentality of a 15-year-old child. You required a man to raise you, and you were acting like a little girl. These are your words. It doesn't matter what context I have them in. This is how you thought of yourself as a grown adult who was someone's mother. Last time I checked, Monique fans, a 15-year-old grown adult who acts like a child but is in search of their 
their daddy, they don't typically make efficient parents. But hey, I could be wrong. On a more serious note, to sit there and allow your daddy to address my mental health in a weak attempt to pass my response off as a moment is disturbing and insulting to those of us who do have mental health issues. The way I presented myself was no different than my mother and her daddy presented themselves when addressing D.L. Hughley. And her precious sweet babies ate it up. D.L. is wrong because he's so loud. Mo and daddy are right because they're so calm. But I, for some reason, don't get the same energy. To simply try to call me... Mm, he's saying some truth. I think him and D.L. be low-key talking. I, I think that they're low-key cool because D.L. knew too much tea when he was talking about, you know, have you seen your grandbaby? D.L. knew way too much tea. Y'all stop calling that boy sassy. He got a whole baby. He got a... I think he's engaged. Um, he's just very articulate. He likes to write down his thoughts. He's very, very articulate. I know y'all are used to hood boogers who can't string together two words, who don't know how to speak properly, who yo, 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 yo. Um, he's not zesty. He's very articulate, okay? me crazy is dismissive and cowardice. Attacking somebody's mental status is a clear sign that you have zero to stand on. Furthermore, what kind of person still has a text message from their wife's son that is over two years old, still in their phone, saved just for the purpose of re-showing it to him? What I specifically remember about that message is that at the end of it, you said something along the lines of, if you don't respond, I understand. I could care less about what your message was about, but for you to, for you to, to say in the message, if you don't respond, I understand, why was it then that when you and I did speak, after that message was sent, the first question out of your mouth is, hey man, how come you didn't respond to my text message? I found that to be very unique. But I did not need an explanation on how to speak to women or how to listen to women. That was not what that situation was about. My mother showed me how conceited she is in that situation that you were referring to. For a woman to villainize the actions of her son for being a man and a father to his new family, simply because she had not heard from him in two days, as though her phone was broken and she could not check on me. Because last time I checked, I was a new parent. I didn't get a new house, I didn't go on vacation, I didn't just get a new game system. I had a baby. And in those two days that you did not hear from me, that you did not hear from me, I was handling my business as a man and a father. But I'll assume your phone and the phones of those around you were all broken, which why which I wanted to believe was the reason why you did not respond to a message from your son expressing his concern over some bumps that your grandchild had on her back. You would later make it your business to tell me that you got the message and chose not to respond spawn because her other grandmother is a nurse damn the fact that she is also your blood and shout out to nana my baby girl loves her some nana the statement about money and then stating don't let nobody introduce me to you is not a competent statement to make because it wasn't a complete sentence nor did the two things correlate with each other and when did you have the time to introduce yourself to a son that you weren't interested in and didn't do the best job you could do i'm starting to think that you're not hearing yourself to address money you gave me you did you gave okay we're not going to listen to the whole thing because he literally goes on for like another five minutes so I want you guys to listen to the second um, video that he has as well. So give me just a second to pull that up because he has quite a few videos, child. But I mean, again, he's definitely speaking his truth. You know, he definitely feels a way about the whole situation and his mother and how, she, how he's been treated. So let me share this tab here. <laughs> Hi, I'm Shalon. <laughs> 
I'm gonna jump right into it. I guess the intelligent thing to do when assuming that your son is having a mental episode is to post personal screenshots of text messages that are three years old in an attempt to validate a false narrative as if they are some type of receipt. You also invaded the privacy of my daughter's grandparents by posting your receipts. Neither of you should never speak on mental health again if you thought that that idea was a good one. As a person who lives with mental health issues, let me be the first to educate you that there are individuals who have taken their lives, harmed, and also taken the lives of others for doing the very thing that you so proudly did and your fan base pats you on the back for, which is very telling to how strangers will buy into your toxicity. Picking up the phone to check on your son that you believe is having a mental episode to make sure that he is okay, while also making sure that your granddaughter is safe, is too much to ask, I guess. For those wondering, I have gone to therapy on several different occasions, and that is not something that I will ever be ashamed of. I have even gone to therapy with my mother on several occasions. But for those who know how efficient therapy works, therapy only works when both people are being open. My mother was still in her 15-year-old mentality phase during that time, so I guess I understand why she did not know how to be open with me during our sessions. When a person becomes accustomed to being a victim, and others get used to seeing them as one, they live their lives in a state of internalization, meaning you consistently receive another's approach as an attack. Constantly putting, excuse me, constantly putting you under the illusion that you need to always be on the defense even in situations where there is no actual attack, just an acknowledgement of things already said by you. One should not feel attacked by an acknowledgement of the words that they stand on. You eventually become a passive aggressor. To address the men that had something to say in regards to men don't do what I'm doing, let me be very clear. How I man is none of your business. Mm. What and how Tell I feed my family has no place on your plate. For every person that stated I should not have come to the internet, I would just like to ask, what do Club Shay Shay, the articles about my mother and I's relationship, the interviews about our relationship, and Instagram all have in common? Well, if you are competent, the internet. Furthermore, I did not expose my mother, nor did I badmouth my mother. I simply provided context to what was already being said about me, while also explaining why I don't speak to them directly. <clears throat> the reason those that feel negatively about what I said are just having a hard time differentiating between Nikki Parker and Monique. Please stop with the cornball idea that a celebrity can talk about a family member on the internet for years, but God forbid said family member says any one thing and you all are outside with tiki torches and pitchforks defending not the actual person, but the idea of a person. These people are in an industry that is efficient at making money off of what is pretend. So in essence, you are defending a character. I love my mother. Man. Whoo! We're not going to listen to it all. Let me get back on my screen. Whoo! All right, Shalom. He said a lot. He said a mouthful. But, um... He's right, because honestly, I never knew who he was. I never, you know, went searching for him. I knew that Monique had a strained relationship with her child. Because I remember her talking about it, I don't know, on CNN or something like that, that that was part of the reason why she didn't want to go to the Cannes Film Festival to promote um, Precious. 
because she said while she was chasing her Hollywood dreams and trying to be Nikki Parker and, you know, her comedy dreams, she wasn't able to be a good mother to her oldest child. And because she didn't want to repeat that cycle, that's why she didn't want to go and promote Precious. She wanted to spend family time with her youngest children, the twins. So I remember her talking about the oldest, but I never like went to go research, you know, Monique's son or who, you know, who he was. I, and I just left it alone. Like, okay, it's family business. But when she brought it up on Club Shay Shay, when Shannon Sharp was asking her about her son and she brought it up again. I, and I was even thinking then like, you know, I wonder what her son does or who he is, but I didn't think to, you know, to go search. But of course, you know, the internet's going internet, honey, especially this generation. Um, so they went searching for him and they were questioning him. You know, your mom talked about you on Club Shay Shay. Why don't you guys get along? What's going on with y'all? And that is when he decided to come out and speak. So he's not lying about that. She's been talking about him and their fractured relationship for a long time. Like I said, she's been very honest about that because a lot of people wouldn't even be honest. They act like, oh, well, nothing was ever wrong. I tried my best. And at least she's honest in acknowledging that she wasn't the best mother because she was chasing fame. She was, you know, trying to build her brand and things like that. And again, it's not to knock her because regular people do the same thing. You know, it's no different than a mother having to go to school and, you know, spend a lot of time studying because she's trying to be a nurse. And then you're working 12-hour days and, you know, certain jobs do keep you from your children. It's no different than a parent joining the Air Force or the, or the military and, you know, you spend a lot of time away from your children to sacrifice and, and um, give yourself to this country. So I, I can definitely sympathize. It's not easy, but there's definitely some brokenness within him and within Monique. And um, I just really hope that they end up healing this because life is too short. And I've seen him with his daughter, Monique's granddaughter. She's adorable. You know, he seems like a really good father. He's dealing with mental health issues as a lot of people are. You know, um, I think I was initially calling him Gen Z because that's what they were saying in the shade room. But, you know, per his age, he's a millennial, right? So. He's going through things, but he's very articulate. He likes to write down his thoughts. And sometimes people who deal with like bipolar or like mental health issues, it's easier for them to write things out and then speak on it or read it because they don't, because their thoughts get jumbled when they just have to do things off the cuff. Now, one thing I will say though, because um, I listened to the whole video, he does say something about his TikTok followers growing. Like, oh, I went from only having like 20 people here to now, I think he's at like, I don't know, 20,000 or something like that. And so he was like, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you guys for the follows. So, you know, at that point, I got to keep it real, side eye, you know, like he's definitely, I, I got to be fair. He's definitely loving the newfound attention, okay? We're going to see him two months from now. He's going to be, that beard going to have Beijing in it. He going to be, you know, he ain't going to be looking at scruff. Oh, he gonna be cleaned up. Give him about two to three months. Oh, you're not gonna be telling him shit. He about to dye his hair crisp black, get a lineup of fade, whiten his teeth. He gonna put on some chapstick. <laughs> oh, he about to spruce himself up, bitch. Y'all done gave him a platform and some followers. Oh, he gonna be Shalom the man. <laughs> Cause when he said that, I said, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not going to let this moment go to waste and just go back into obscurity. Oh, yeah, he going to clean up them, them damn country bumpkin flannels. They're going in the trash. 
He gonna be out here in button ups looking clean and shit. You ain't gonna be able to tell Shalon shit, honey. Give him another two months. Let him get his little money up from TikTok. You know, these are nice little views for him. Let him get, the, let him get that first TikTok check. Or he gonna clean up his whole persona, honey. Yeah, I remember when Keith, when Keith Lee first started, he had them struggle-ass videos with them. You know, he had the little braids. He looked it all dusty. The wife looked it dusty. No shade. But, you know, that's just how it is when you first come on social media, right? I tell I looked it dusty when I first came on social media. You know, I, be, I used to be in my bed. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I will never forget this. <laughs> I remember a long time ago I did a video that went viral. Did not know it was going to, you know, go, you know, pretty viral. And I'm in bed. I'm wearing like this fucking Minnesota Vikings shirt. I have on like a, a damn do-rag. I just looked a hot mess. And I'm like giving commentary like, that's messed up. They jumped that girl. Da -da -da -da. I think nothing of it. Post it. Go to bed. Child, that shit. I think everybody in Charlotte saw that video. Like, are you the girl from the, that was doing commentary on the salon beatdown? And I'm like, oh my God. And I looked at a hot mess. So I'm, I'm not throwing no shade. Like, that's just how it is. Because you don't know... You don't think people are actually watching. You're just trying to give your commentary. And so now when I see Keith Lee, honey, I seen a video most recently. Oh, the wife be dot up. Oh, makeup be done. Hair be done. I said, okay, that money coming in, honey. Uh-huh. They don't be playing that. So give, give Shalon two, three months. <laughs> Y'all gonna be calling him zaddy in a minute. <laughs> Y'all gonna be calling him uh, uh, sassy and zesty. Y'all gonna be calling him zaddy, honey. But, you know, he seems like a, a really good guy. I just hope that, you know, Real Talk, him and Monique, they get into a better space. But I think, um, like I tell you guys all the time, parenting does not come with a handbook. You know, and, and unfortunately, the oldest child is kind of like the quote-unquote the test. You know, because you don't know what you're doing. You know, you have no idea and you're trying to figure stuff out. And sometimes you might be too strict on the oldest or too loose where you kind of let them do whatever and then by the time you have like your second, third, and fourth, you're exhausted. You know, that's why the youngest are always spoiled. They kind of do whatever they want. They don't have the same lifestyle as the oldest. That's just what it is. You know, I was the oldest in my family too. And the way I was raised and, and, and you know, I didn't get a lot of benefits. Wasn't, they didn't have no money to take me to no damn swim classes. That's why I can't swim to this day. But my little sister, she can swim like a fish. Because by the time she came along, they had money. So she got the perks of, you know, um, you know, dressing nice to school and, you know, taking swimming lessons. All of those other kids, can't none of us swim. Only she can swim. I mean, granted, I'm old enough now to, like, you know, teach myself how to swim. But I ain't got time. You know what I'm saying? I don't even be around nobody pool or lake, none of that shit. I do have swimsuits. I will, you know, dip my toe in that bitch. But I'm not going in there. Not, no, absolutely not. So it's just funny. It's like as you're, you know, as you grow up and you have kids, you you see that, you know, you see that dynamic. So I just hope her and her son are able to get back on track. But it has to be a relationship with her and her son. You know what I'm saying? Like Sydney can't come first. Sydney cannot, you know, be a part of the conversation. It needs to be between mother and child. And I think that's really what he wants. He wants a relationship with his mother, with his siblings. You know, so if whenever you guys get a chance, you guys can go watch his full 10-minute video on each, you know, topic. Um, he's very articulate. I enjoy listening to him. Like, I enjoy listening to, a, like, a good speaker, you know. Like, he really be, like, preaching some words. Like, okay, all right. You know, so I don't find him to be zesty or sassy at all. I just feel he's a grown man. He's articulate. And whoever raised him, he definitely wasn't raised in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't talking about no use and twos and all that. I mean, he was raised somewhere else. And, you know, whoever had a hand in raising him, 
because it wasn't Monique, uh, they did a good job. You know, he seemed like a like a decent person. So I just wish them the best. I wish them the best. Let me go ahead and read some of these super chats here. We've got a lot of people in the house. Come on in, everybody. Um, let's see. Tyler says, you look beautiful. Also good to see you on a Saturday. Thank you so much, Tyler. Thank you for joining me today. Appreciate you. Uh, Sin Kowali said, 1999 says, I just came to say thank you for all the videos. I'm loving the look. You look amazing and bang. Serve. Thank you, sis. Appreciate you. Uh, Taylor sent 9.99. Says, hey, T, I've been watching since I was 17 and 18. I'm now 25 going on 26. You are a positive influence. Your videos are informative. I love you, T. Blessings. Thank you so much. That is awesome to hear. I really, really appreciate that. That means a lot to me. So thank you. Uh, Queen sent five dollars. Says love you T. Love you too, Queen. Thank you. Uh, let's see here. Jillian sent twenty. Says hey T. Thanks for the surprise Saturday live. FYI, I'm no longer Jillian from Ohio. I had to leave with the quickness. I moved to Massachusetts. I have to join a Zoom and share. Love you T. Oh, that's awesome. There's nothing like change. So congratulations. I'm moving to Massachusetts. I hope everything works out for you out there. You know, it's, it's always nice to like change stuff up. So thank you so much for coming through with that. Uh, let's see here. Camille says, don't forget to like the video. Yes, 1 million subscribers. Here we come. Thank you, Camille. Yes, y'all. Please hit the video with a like. Don't be no strangers. Hit the video with a like. We got over 5,000 people in here on a Saturday. That's amazing because y'all should be out shopping and living y'all's best life. But y'all are here with me, so I appreciate it. Um, let's see here. KK sent $19.99, says, you look amazing. Just wanted to show you some love. Thank you so much, KK. Appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Blatino Boy sent 10, says, this is sad. This type of family issue that's being played out on the internet is fuel for Monique's enemies to use later. Auntie Mo needs to squash this and call him without Sydney. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I don't even think it's so much like her enemies using it against her because... She's always been honest about her and her oldest son's fractured relationship. But it does look crazy when you're out here demanding apologies from Tyler and Oprah and, you know, telling them to, you know, leak your clip and all that stuff. But you have this issue that's going on in your home. And I agree, it shouldn't play it on the internet. Because, again, we're just on the internet sipping tea and, and you know, we got our popcorn and people are just enjoying the drama. But there's nothing that the internet can do for their situation they have to mend it. They have to come together. And I hope that they end up doing just that. So thank you. Um, Tashani Loves and 499 says, Hey T, you look gorgeous. Monique needs to take us out the group chat. Her dirty laundry is airing and it's not good. Love you T. Love you too. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Um, CA1983 says, He's very calm and collected. You know someone is serious when they have written out what they had to say. Exactly. And I think a lot of people are not used to that. They're used to, you know, people being emotional, you know, being emotionally immature and just popping off like, F you, you big bitch, you got me. You know, people are used to that on social media. They're not used to somebody really gathering their thoughts, writing it out, reading their thoughts verbatim. You know what I'm saying? They're not used to that type of disposition so i like the fact that as a man he's showing that there's other ways to have emotional intelligence because a lot of us lack emotional intelligence especially on social media 
I mean, you see YouTubers do it all the time. They just, they look crazy and unhinged. Their eyes are bulging out their head. See the vein in their neck. They're screaming and shouting at the walls. They're just, they're lunatics. When people do all that screaming and shouting, I just keep scrolling. Like, I don't want that energy coming my way. So I, I love the way he handled it. I really did. Um, let's see here. Maya says, T, you look the fuck good. Love this hair. Thank you so much, Maya. I appreciate you, sis. Thank you. Um, let's see here. Jay Art sent $2. Says, hey, lovely T, I appreciate your channel. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for coming through, love. Um, Jamaican Black Queen sent 5 Says, hey, T, thank you for being such a kind-hearted person. We cannot wait till you hit a million subscribers. I will cook you some oxtails. Hey, rice and peas. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, sis. Thank you. Uh, DJ E sent 999 says, what's up, T? Wishing you a good Saturday. Just want everybody to wish me luck. I recently started school after years of putting it off. Hopefully, I'll have my bachelor's degree in a few years. Wow. That is awesome. Good luck to you. And thank you for sharing your news with me. So, yes, we will definitely keep you in prayer. I hope everything works out for you. Thank you for stopping through here on this Saturday. Uh, Brie Erica said, said $4.99 says, Wanted to tell you I just started watching you after tried you and Troy's TV. Um, your class acts. Wishing you success and one million um, here we come, Discord gang. Thank you. Yeah, Troyce is my baby. We don't give a fuck about nobody else, child. Troyce, I rock with Troyce, Armand, Dollface, you know what I'm saying? As far as like content creators who make content all the time. So everything happens for a reason. And I'm glad that, you know, people end up exposing themselves. I don't have to argue and go back and forth with bitches on the internet. Eventually, they'll be exposed and people will see them for who they are. So, yeah, you're never going to catch me off my square. You know what I'm saying? I don't have time for it. But, yeah, I'm glad Troy, you know, he's always had my back. So I appreciate that. Um, let's see here. Trevor sent 199 says, T, looking like a snack. Much love. Thank you, Trevor. Appreciate you. So we got to go ahead and talk about this whole Beyonce situation. So if you guys don't know, Beyonce is definitely going through it. Um, she dropped a country music album. Um, she dropped two singles. And I like them. I, I listened to them. I thought it was cool. One was Texas Hold'em and Child Beehive. Y'all can write the other song because I can't even think of what the other song is right now. But um, people are not, like the country music community, not everybody, but a lot of them feel a way about it. They're talking about they're not going to play her music on um, the country radio station. Some other white country man came out. I guess he was with the Dukes of Hazard or something. He said Beyonce's music is like listening to a dog pee on the ground. Just some weird shit. So we're going to watch these videos here. First, we're going to watch it about the country music folks who don't want to play her music um, when you call into the radio. So we're going to go ahead and check on this out. Radio station in Oklahoma claiming they did not know Beyonce came out with two country singles. KYKC, the station in Alda, Oklahoma, received a request from listeners to play Beyonce's new single. It's called Texas Hold'em and responded to the request by saying, quote, we do not play Beyonce. We are a country music station, end quote. However, they're now saying the entire situation was blown out of proportion and they did not know Beyonce's new single was a country song. Mm. Okay, Pooh. So now we're going to listen to this other one here. Uh, yeah, he's from Dukes of Hazards. 
Let me show you this. Okay, this is all right. All right. Star Beyonce is set to release her brand new album, Renaissance Act 2 album, on March 29th of this year. And it appears that this album, which marks her eighth studio album, could be her official entry into country music, as she has dropped two brand new singles already from the album titled Texas Hold'em and 16 Carriages, which clearly reflect country music inspiration, such as its instrumentation, melody, as well as lyrical content. To top it off, Texas Hold'em has now officially been sent to country radio by her record label, Sony Music. And since the release of Beyonce's newest singles, it has created quite the reaction and conversation amongst country music fans, purists, and others throughout the country music community, as Beyonce, who has throughout her career focused much of her attention on creating pop music and R&B music and not really country music. And one reaction that has garnered a ton of attention since this news was announced is a recent statement from country artist and Dukes of Hazard actor John Schneider known for his popular role of Bo Duke in the hit TV series. Schneider recently appeared on One America News Network for an interview where he was asked about his thoughts on lefties in the entertainment industry and them trying to seize control of every aspect during a segment where the conversation surrounded Beyonce's entry into country music. John Schneider answered back where he said, they've got to make their mark just like a dog in a dog walk park. You know, every dog has to mark every tree, so that's what's going on here. He added, Shania and the other folks you talked about, what they did is they were in country music and then they went out. That's one thing because I know a little something about country music. Now, John Schneider, as I mentioned, has found his own success in country music as he has released nine studio albums and compiled four number one singles throughout his career. And one other thing to mention here is that yes, we are possibly seeing Beyonce try her hand at a full country record with her Renaissance Act 2 album. However, this is not really Beyonce's first attempt at country music. As we know at the 50th annual CMA Awards, she performed alongside the Dixie Chicks with her song Daddy Lessons. So we'll leave it to y'all and ask what y'all's thoughts are on this. And John Schneider himself admitted that country artists have left country music for other genres. So we would also like to ask what what's the difference and what's y'all's thoughts on outsiders trying their hand in country? All right, all right. Let me come back on the screen, child. <laughs> so that is the drama that's going on with Queen Bee in the country music community. So... And again, it's not everybody, but the guy, Jonathan, um, what's his name, child? John Schneider. He feels away. Now, what I find very interesting about this conversation, now, I didn't know a lot about, like, country music, like, as far as, like, black country artists. I learned a lot from James in my Telegraph group, because he is a big country music fan. He likes country music. He likes K-pop. So he puts me up on stuff that I would never have any exposure to. And I remember like months ago, we were talking about like black country music stars and he put me up on a few people that, you know, there's a whole black country music community. So Beyonce is not the first. Now, let me say this. I can see folks feeling away as far as let's let's keep it real. R&B, for the most part, a little bit is low key dying. It's not as popular as it was. Hip hop is definitely dying, unfortunately. And a lot of people are just tired of like the low vibrational stuff, the overtly sexual stuff. 
you know, the overtly sexual stuff in R&B, the, you know, shoot them up, bang, bang in hip hop. So a lot of black people have been gravitating towards the country music scene, like, you know, listening to country and everything else. But just like with rock and roll, country was first a black art form. So let's keep that real. You know, African-Americans were the ones who started country music. Then it got taken over by, you know, white folks. And so there's a few, there's a few ways for me to like kind of digest this and, and how I take this. Him saying that Beyonce is coming in like a dog and trying to mark her territory is a dog whistle. It's a dog whistle. Cause we had this conversation earlier on Telegraph and it's a dog whistle. He's low key calling her a bitch. You know, he's low key comparing her to a dog. Like she has no right to be here. She's trying to mark her territory in all genres. That's not okay. And I don't like that because again, it seems like it's always an issue when it's black folks going from hip hop and R&B and wanting to segue into country. This man was initially an actor. You, you didn't grow up a country music star. You haven't been strumming the banjo since you were four years old. You were on the Dukes of Hazzard. You, you were an actor. So imagine if when you wanted to get into country music, somebody told you, no, stick to acting. Stick to what you know. We don't want to hear you. There's no room here for you. Do you, you can't cross over. But better yet, K. Michelle, she's been doing country for quite a bit. Um, she yodels. She even got like a scholarship, I remember, back in the day for yodeling. So she's always loved country music and writing and things like that. But she hasn't gotten, you know what I'm saying, the push or the notoriety or, or the respect that she deserves in the country music space, right? So on top of that, now you have Beyonce trying to get in, get in there. And I feel like she's going there. You know, she's done other country songs or other features before, right? But I do feel like she is going towards country because R&B is just not what it was. And it might, you know, for her be something that she's been passionate about, working on for a long time. And she wants to try something different. I don't see anything wrong with that. I'm here for a country album from Beyonce. And I think it may give these other folks competition so they feel a way. Who wants to go up against Beyonce at the Country Music Awards? I wouldn't. But um, let's not also forget Oh yeah, Candy tried it too, Catherine Phillips. That's a good point. Candy also tried it. Let's not forget, one of the most popular guys right now in country music is uh, Jelly Roll. And he got some good songs, very heartfelt songs. Um, I like his music. I mean, listening to him, it'll make you want to tear up. But he's everywhere now in country music. And I remember when I first heard about him, it was something about him. I'm like, he doesn't come off to me as like a country person. This is not the country boy aesthetic. The boys, the, I'm sorry, the man is tattooed on his face. Then we find out he was a former drug dealer. He started selling mixtapes. Well, he was a rapper. This man used to be a rapper before he ever got into country music. He had rap songs. Also, let's not forget... Post Malone, let me share this real quick. Jelly Roll sets his sight on country music collaboration with Post Malone. Post Malone is another one, okay? He first, he tried to do like the rock and roll thing. It really didn't work for him. So then um, he did hip hop and hip hop, I mean, he ate very well off of hip hop. And now he's kind of segued into country. And you have Jelly Roll, he's getting ready to do a collaboration with Post Malone. 
He wrote here, he said, yo, 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 at Post Malone, when you finally going to make that country album and come to Nashville, holla at me, Bubba. Much love. And so they're getting ready to do that together. So I find it very interesting that, you know, Post Malone can officially transition from hip hop to country and there's no backlash. Nobody's accusing him of being a pissy dog who wants to pee on everything that he sees. He did rock and roll, remember, then hip hop and now country. Why is he not considered a pissy dog like that man is trying to consider Beyonce? So the only thing I can come up with, and y'all, I don't, I'm not one of those people who like play the race card or, you know, who see racism and everything. That's never been my stilo. But I do feel like there is some racism involved because again, we have two white men who are strongly in hip hop. Okay. And Post Malone, I mean, he has, I'm, I don't know if he has a Grammy now, but I mean, he definitely has been number one on the billboard. He's done some of the biggest collaborations with hip hop artists like the Migos, Quavo, um, Nicki Minaj, you know, DJ Khaled, a lot of people. And nobody knocked him when he wanted to go into country. So the fact that Beyonce is a black woman is getting this much pushback and people are getting mad and they're really scrutinizing why she's doing it is silly. Even if she's doing it for a bag, so what? Everybody's doing it for a bag. Nobody's making music for free. You know, even if she's doing it because she wants to win a country music award and have that under her belt. So what? That's everybody's goal when they get into the industry. They want to be, you know, rewarded. They want to be recognized by their peers and the people in, in, in musical spaces. Because if that's the case, we wouldn't have the Grammy Awards, right? So I just find it very, very interesting um, that they're really upset with this. You know, Taylor Swift, I think when she started, if I'm not wrong, she was more country. And since then, she's kind of merged into pop and, and things like that. So it seems like somebody said Lana Del Rey's going country too. Yes. So um, uh, Machine Gun Kelly, he went from rap to rock. Yeah. And so to me, it's not cool. It, it seems like when it's a black woman, Beyonce, K. Michelle, when they want to say, hey, I want to try something different. I don't want to do R&B. I don't want to do rap anymore. I want to try this country thing. There's all this pushback, like we don't have room for you. But Lana Del Rey can, you know, decide to go country. Nobody's calling her pissy dog. Post Malone can go country. Jelly Roll can go country. Nobody's shaming them. You know, even with Lil Nas X, I know he got a lot of pushback. People did not want to hear that shit in the country music space. And I, and I kind of get like some of the pushback um, with him now because he's gone so far with the whole satanic stuff and... He's gone, you know, so far from his original roots, how he was introduced to us. But I don't think it's fair that she's getting that much pushback. Um, somebody says Kanye had a, gas a gospel album. Um, Nelly also did country. Yeah. And Nelly's country song, what was it? I think the album was like Suit and Tie or something like that. It was like a two CD album. That entire album banged from start to finish. Cause it's all on my mind. I think about it over and over again. I think about it. Don't get me started, honey. Don't, don't, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't promise me a good time. Oh yeah, when Nelly got and, and started doing country music, people were shocked. But he really paved the way. I mean, this was like almost 20 years ago. Damn. But that album, yes. Was it Sweat and Suit? I said Suit and Tie, child. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna butcher some shit. I said suit and tie. I knew it was something. But yeah, that album banged from start to finish, both sides. 
So he was one of the ones who did kind of pioneer it, and he doesn't get his credit for that. But I don't have anything, you know, against anybody wanting to cross over and try something different. Um, I think it can be a good thing. As long as you take it seriously and you pay homage and you understand those who came before you and you're really trying to do it, then I don't think there's anything wrong with her doing that at all. So I just, I, I don't like the fact that it's all this, um, you know, folks are like going in and they're so mad about this is insane. But yeah, that album was really good. Let me see here, give me just a second. So now I wanna go ahead and talk about Iyanla Van Zant. We gotta talk about this. We have over 7,000 people in here and only 1,900 likes. What's up with that? Can we hit the like button, y'all? Please hit the like button so we can get more people to come up in here in case they're bored on this good Saturday. So we gotta talk about this whole Iyanla Van Zant. She decided to do some type of sit down with Nick Cannon. And they're talking about, you know, not the fact that, you know, Father Abraham keeps, you know, planting seeds and having all these damn children that he obviously, uh, you know, outside of financial, he's not able to be there for all these children. They got into this whole conversation about him dating outside his race. So we're going to watch this. I, I just found it very, very interesting. Very interesting. So give me uh, just a second. Okay, this is it. Okay. Cause it's all in my head. I think about it over and over again. Sorry. <laughs> Dating a, a, woman a woman of another race or culture are demonstrating that you can love who you love and still take care of your people. Why isn't that a consideration? That you can be who you are personally and you do the strength. Maybe that's not your sole contract to marry a black woman, but to take care of the black community and to do it in a way where you are. Oh, y'all said it's echoing? It might be their audio. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know why it's echoing. Hold on. Are out in the world and, and people see you. And is it still echoing when I play the second part? Okay. It's something with their audio then that's causing it to echo, unfortunately. Okay. And the thing is, I had it on YouTube, but I don't know... Let me see if I can find it real quick. I don't know the timestamps for it. Give me just a second here. See if it comes up. I wonder if this, if he's, if she's talking. But one of the greatest crimes perpetuated against black men specifically is the level to which it's their humanity and their hearts have been devalued, diminished, and dehumanized, and that they have become doing machines. The greatest value a black man has, in many instances, is what he can do for somebody. We always talk we're so goal-oriented, we're so driven, you know, we gotta manifest this. When the manifestation isn't coming in the timing that you want it, when the goal isn't, you're not hitting the mark exactly how you want it, how do you deal with that? Who do you talk to when you missed all the shots? Okay. Who do you talk to when That's not the part. So some somebody said mute my mic. So let me try that. We're going to go back to the 
other page. I'm going to mute my mic and see if that helps. I want y'all to hear it. So let me try that. And let me know if that helps if I mute my mic. So that way it won't be an echo. Dating a, a woman of another race or culture are demonstrating that you can love who you love and still take care of your people. Mm. Why isn't that a consideration? Right. That you can be who you are personally and you do the strength. Maybe that's not your sole contract mm. to marry a black woman, but to take care of the black community and to do it in a way where you are. are and you as a black man dating. Handle yourself and you speak your truth and you you state your intention and you love Becky. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. No, it's okay. I mean, real. you know, because the lines, there are a lot of men of color out there with means who ain't doing nothing. Mm. Spend <laughs> their money on the pole. Are out in the world and, and people see you and you handle Right, let me unmute myself. Okay, I'm glad that mute part helped. So thank you guys. I'm gonna remember that next time it starts echoing, I will mute my microphone. Okay, so I have to pull out the tiny violin. Near, 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 near. Shut the fuck up. Um, first and foremost, Ayana, Ayanla. What I find very funny is this coddling of Nick Cannon. Okay, first of all, she's more concerned with on oh, the fact that. Oh, you're dating outside of your race should not be a big deal as long as you're helping your people. You know, you can be pro-black and date outside your race. And no, you can't. That 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 totally defeats the purpose of being pro-black. Let me say this. I don't care who Nick Cannon dates. I there's nothing wrong with interracial dating at all. You know what I'm saying? Date who makes you happy, you know, have children with, marry with who makes you happy. Go to where you're celebrated, not tolerated, and that goes for black women, black men. So I've never had an issue with interracial dating ever. My issue with this is it's funny that she has all this compassion and, oh, you know, um, you know, at least you're helping the black race, so it doesn't matter if you date outside your race. You got men who have who have money, who are men who are men who have means, and they're just in the strip club tricking it off. You know, at least you're trying to help and do stuff for the black community. My question is, where was all this grace for Ebony K. Williams? Ebony K. Williams, let me let me bring y'all back. Remember, this sparked a whole debate on on social media. She simply said that she didn't want to date a bus driver. Ebony K. Williams ain't out here with six baby daddies, a bunch of kids by different people. She's out here, got a degree, she's a lawyer, she makes good money, she's fit, fun, and feminine. <laughs> okay, the, the Fs and shit, fit, fun, and friendly. All of that, well, maybe not friendly because Ebony look like she'll cut your ass out. But she gave Ebony no grace. Let's go ahead, let, let, me, let me play this back. We're gonna watch how she treated Ebony when it came to asking Ebony what she wanted in a mate. I'm not feeling that. Because if Nick Cannon can date who he wants to date, why can't Ebony? 
people that the men that are available to us, and I'm talking about across the color spectrum, across the age spectrum, trust me, I've done them all, um, they are not positioned to protect nor provide because of some of the statistics we just talked about. They're not earning the incomes. They're not having the resources, and some of them are not even showing up in the leadership. Would you date a bus driver? You. Would you date if a bus If he owns driver? the bus. If he owns no. it. If he owns the bus. See, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. Okay. Because the standards and requisites, and I'm not talking about him laying on his sofa playing video games all day. <laughs> I'm not talking about mm -hmm. that. But the standards and the criteria that we use to measure men is off for who mm -hmm. we are as women and who they are in this society. When all right. All right. Let me come back on the screen. So do you see the difference in conversation? And I remember people were calling her back then. They were they were calling her a mammy and a pick Misha. And I don't like those type of words. Because again, sometimes when you hold black women accountable, child, they will call y'all types of pick Mishas. And y'all not hold everybody accountable. I don't give a fuck. So you know, I've been called that before. So I don't I don't really like those words. But now I'm kind of seeing what y'all meant. Because I'm like, okay, so why when it comes to Ebony dating, it you know, first of all, why did she even ask that question? We talked about this months ago. You know, why was that the question that you chose to ask her? You want to ask a white real housewife that question like, well, why do you want to date somebody rich? Why do you want to date somebody on your level financially? You asked her, would she date a bus driver? No, absolutely not. Nothing wrong with a bus driver again. Nothing wrong with somebody working a nine to five job. But this woman is a, an established lawyer. She's like a millionaire. She has herself together. If she wants to set her standards higher, she has every right to. But then with Nick Cannon, it's, oh, you know, um, we're not going to talk about the fact that you as a black man is creating all these broken homes. Again, I don't care if these children were with white women, Latino women, or all black women. He's still creating broken homes. He cannot be in every single home. They're changing diapers, spending quality time with all of these kids. Why? Because he's only one person. And we all know that the black baby mama, the one that he actually did knock up, the, the actual black one, she really got the short end of the stick. Her and her new boo or her who used to be her best friend, they're basically having to raise the daughter. How many times has she blasted Nick Cannon for not coming to see the daughter, not spending enough time? And like I said, I don't feel no ways about her. I don't feel bad for her because you're the dummy who, who decided to be baby mama number 11 or whatever she is. Okay? I just find it very interesting that there's no accountability on that part. She's basically coddling him and talking about, oh, people shouldn't care that you date outside your race. You know, maybe, you know, God has ordained for you to be with a white woman or somebody outside your race as opposed to a black woman. And maybe that might be true. Maybe God wants him to be with, you know, spicy la 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 Latina, okay? Maybe that's who God ordained him to be with. But that's not what he's doing. He, he didn't go and grab la 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 Latina and then marry her, okay? He knocked her up and moved down to the next. La 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 Latina. So, <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> so, I, I just think she, Ayana is full of shit. You're full of shit. You're saying all of this stuff, but you're not holding him accountable at all for anything that he's doing. This man is creating broken homes. I don't care how much money he has. That does that you having money and throwing money at, at children or throwing money at the baby mamas, that doesn't mean anything. Your presence is what is needed. So I just don't like that. Like how when it came somebody said, T, you're crazy. <laughs> Y'all not a mess, honey. I'm just saying, like, it's it's all this grace for him. 
And again, he can date who he wants to date. I think the conversation should have been, why do you have so many damn children by so many different women in a short span of time? It's not cute. It's not okay. And these women are just as accountable, right? I've always held the women accountable, just like I've held them accountable. They're basically in it for a bag and to, you know, get residual fame from his peen. So I think that should have been the real conversation because when it came to Ebony, she wanted to get all deep and you know it's about character and uh-uh, mm-mm, you're out of order. Out of order because she knows what she wants. Out of order because she went to school, got herself together, did what she needed to do in life. She's not out here a, a baby mama of five with a bunch of baby daddy drama. But this man, he's not out of order though for having all these kids by different women. We're just going to stick to him, you know, dating outside his race because black people seem to have a problem with that. Let me in, let me, let me let you in on the little secret. We don't give a shit. We don't care who you date, Nick. We don't care where you place your dick. We don't care who you knock up. Okay. That's not the issue that black people have with you. Okay. People have always given Nick props for, for dating some of the baddest chicks in the industry. The problem is that you're having all of these children by different women and you're creating broken homes and you're supposed to be a role model, okay? You have been seen as a role model for years in the black community. You notice, nobody gives a shit what NBA Youngboy does. NBA Youngboy is a father of 11 by a bunch of different women, every race of the rainbow, black, you know, Latina, mix, whatever, right? You notice he doesn't get as much flack because he's not a role model. He's nobody that... No grown man or young boy is looking up to NBA young boy like that. We understand he's a rapper. He's living a rapper lifestyle. What And these chicks are goofy. But with him, he placed himself in the position of being like the voice of the people. I'm doing a Dr. Sebi documentary. He was out here in Minneapolis during George Floyd recording that weak video. He's just always placed himself in a position to where he acts like, you know, he's, you know, a father figure to young black men to look up to and, you know, trying to be woke and, you know, I'm going to talk to Professor Griff. And then when, Pro when Professor Griff said too much, you know, he got in trouble with the Jewish community and had to do the whole hobo apology tour. So I just find that very interesting that that wasn't the conversation. This man has damn near 15 children. I don't know, give or take. <laughs> I don't know. I lost count. I lost count. But he has a lot of children. And I just find that very funny that that wasn't what she addressed. Nobody cares who he dates. Nobody cares that he has kids outside of his race. People are upset because they looked at him as a role model. And now he just looks like a cornball who, who is doing, who's having all these children for attention and for viral moments. It's just weird. So I don't know. When I saw that, it's 12 children. I, told, I lost count. Somebody said it's 12 kids. When I saw that, I just felt like, I didn't, I didn't like the energy that she, she, you know, it was all this coddling of Nick Cannon. Oh, it'll be okay. You can date who you want to date. God has, you know, la, 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 Tina, you know, ordained for you. But when it came to Ebony, it was, huh, huh, let me clutch my visible damn pearls. How dare you not want to date a bus driver? Who do you think you are? I mean, like, she was so upset with Ebony. I just, I just thought it was just insane. I thought it was insane. I'm like, I, you know. We're always like much harsher on women and Ebony really didn't do anything. She just said, no, if he owns a bus company, I would date him. But no, I don't want to date a bus driver. And it was like, you know, the gall of her. And then remember all the thank pieces that all the men were writing and, you know, all the videos. Oh, they drug Ebony. But I bet you though, there's not going to be any thank pieces on Nick Cannon's situation at all.
It's just gonna be seen as okay. Oh, he's a man. That's what we do. <laughs> Child, I just find it funny. I don't know. I just, I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I just thought it was too much coddling. It wasn't a real kind. She wasn't. I feel like if that was anybody else, she would have talked about why he has so many kids. Let's not forget, she interviewed a long time ago a man who had like thirty-four kids. And was talking about, let me see if I can pull it up, about back in, you know, uh, back in uh, the day, um, the, oh, it's Oprah. Oprah ain't gonna let me play it. She gone, she'll, uh, but I, I'm gonna show y'all the screen. I'm not gonna play it though. But how, you know, this was buck breaking and that's how they did black men. Y'all remember this? When she interviewed the guy, he was a father of 34 children. Why didn't you get a vasectomy? A man with 34 children confesses his failings as a father. I mean, this is insane. This guy has 34 kids by 17 different men. I mean, excuse me, women. And remember she had her, she had him holding all them dolls, got up in his face. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not over-exaggerating when I say, well, where is this energy for Nick? How is Nick any different from this man? Granted, maybe Nick doesn't have, you know, 34 kids, but 12 is a lot. By several different women. Nick is doing the same thing as that man with 34 kids. None of them can be at, at the same place at one time. So her hypocrisy was very rich to me. I was like, oh, wow. Mm -mm. I wasn't here for it. So let me go ahead and read some of these super chats here. I've been on for an hour and 12 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Time is just flying. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Regina Sanders says, I love this look on UT. You look like a high schooler. <laughs> Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you. Uh, Deidre sent $5. Says, why is it that Sydney can't speak on the issue? He's her husband. He's been going through it with her. You know, I think, uh, Deidre, I think it's not that he can't speak on it. I think that Monique and her son, because that's where the issue lies. They need to speak on it first. They need to have communication first. And then once everything is resolved or they come to some type of agreement, then at that point, him and Sydney can work out whatever issues they have. But it just looks odd when he's having a conversation with his mom and she falls back and it's, here, Sydney, you handle it. When the man comes on camera and clearly says he has three children. No, it's four. When you marry me, you married my child. You can't pick and choose. If we're a family, it's four children total. So that kind of left a bad taste in my mouth when he made it explicitly known that they have uh, three children. So I just think that Monique and her son need to work it out first. And then whatever issues, I think Sydney may be the, the catalyst and some of the issue to their, to their problems. Then whatever they end up working out, then at that point, talk to Sydney, involve him, you know, because he's not going anywhere, right? So they're going to eventually have to talk this out as a family. But I just don't think he needs to talk for her constantly, constantly. But um, let's see here. But thank you for the super chat, sis. Um, Hubba says, you can tell by the way he speaks, she didn't raise him. Miss mm. Muchilla sent 1999 says, it's too much. Monique was doing, showing those text messages. Monique's husband should have never been speaking in response. She should have not done the live. Love you, T. Ow. <laughs> Thank you so much, sis. Appreciate you. I definitely agree. 
Um, let's see here. Fila says, T, the set is setting and the look is looking. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, sis. Joshua Morgan says, hey, auntie, love watching your videos, finishing my sister's school project while she's asleep. Would you believe happy you're live to keep me company? That's awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, Josh. Um, oh, hold on. My screen just refreshed. Uh, hold up. Where we go? Okay, Jeff says, Beyonce is reclaiming music genres that we started and were stolen from black people. Act one, Renaissance was about dance and house music. Act two is about country music and act three is rumored to be rock. Oh, wow. So there's a whole act to this. Okay. That's a really, Beyonce always thinks outside the box. Like, wow, now that makes sense. Act one and act two and possibly act three. So she's going to be getting her Tina Turner on then. I'm definitely here for that. So thank you. Uh, Jazz Ariel says, Beyonce's Renaissance album has three acts, house, country, and rumored rock. Okay, so she kind of said the same thing as Jeff. Okay, that's good to know. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, P sent $10. He said the same thing about Beyonce. Okay, perfect. Uh, Todd sent five says, LOL, these fools are crazy. Black people were taught white people country and the banjo originated in Africa. T Top Payne, Tot Hank Williams. Hashtag ridiculous. Mm. I agree. Thank you. Uh, Trey Treasy sent five says, did these gatekeepers in country spew the same energy about Post Malone leaving folk in country and becoming a rapper? Exactly. And that's my issue. What's good for the goose is not good for the gander, you know, especially in country music. Um, Kirby Wiggins sent five says, what if Tyler Perry felt that way and allowed him to not be a cast member in the Han? Mm. Thank you, Kirby. Um, the goldmine effect says, you look good, T. I need a hug one time because you look like you smell good, girl. Thank you. I'm wearing, uh, that good girl cologne, Catherine Herrera. Get into it. <laughs> You little high heels. I love them little perfumes. They're so cute. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, Yardley Most sent $10. Says, Lovely T could get it right now. You look really good here and makeup on point. Thank you. Ooh, look at all these guys in here. Y'all some freaks. <laughs> he said, could get it right now. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Uh, Jay Love sent 10. Says, Hey T, just wanted to add some perspective on the Monique situation. My parents haven't been present in my life either. Uh, they also overuse the phase infanticize me, even though I'm grown, out of guilt. Mm. Yeah, I think the Monique situation, it definitely triggered a lot of people on either side. You know, for some, it triggered the parents because they've been through that with their, with their own children. And for others, it triggered the children or the child in them because they went through that with their parents. So it's definitely a touchy situation, but I just wish that her and her son, they can just come back to some type of common ground and figure it out. Cause at the end of the day, it's family, you know? So, but thank you. Uh, C Har sent 199. Thank you so much, C, I appreciate you. He says, love from Carl and Chelsea in New Jersey. Turning 33 next week, you're my favorite auntie. That is awesome. Thank you and your husband, I appreciate it. And happy early birthday to you as well. So thank you for coming through on this Saturday. Um, let's see here, Melanin Queen. Sam 499 says, Ayana would not date a bus driver herself. 
She wants black women to devalue ourselves, but won't hold black men accountable. She's not for us, period. Mmm. Wow. That's a strong statement. But that, you know, like I said, I didn't understand it at the time when people were calling her a pick and a mammy. But once I seen how she like really handled Nick Cannon with, with kit and gloves, I'm like, wow. So everything people were saying a few months ago is panning out because again, and 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 part of it too is status because she was going off on that man with 34 kids, but did not have any of that energy for Nick Cannon. And again, this is not to take away from Nick Cannon what he's done in the community. I'm never going to take that from him. He has done stuff in the community. He has done things to help out, you know, young black men and, and black folks. He does give back. So I'm not going to take that from him. But if we're going to have a real conversation, we can't act like philanthropy just, you know, X's out all the fuck shit. You know, just because he gives back doesn't mean that that X's out everything that he's doing or his reputation of what he's putting out there, you know. So just keeping that real. Um, let's see here. Young Black sent $2 says, looking good, babe. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, Camille sent five says, not Monique and Nick Cannon throwing money at their kids. <laughs> Thank you, Camille. Um, Big Booty Jersey, honey, sent $50. I love her name. Got a big booty jersey. Let me stop. <laughs> Uh, says, hey, T, I'm at work. Catch you on the playback. Can you add a section on the Discord, TikTok streets? Did you hear about the esthetician that let her child do waxing on 24 women and put it on social media? That is what the world has come to. Yes. Matter of fact, Janissa sent me the article. Let me see if I can find it. I was shocked. I was shocked. Yeah, we could probably do another... Uh, a section in the Discord called TikTok Streets. Yeah, um, I'll hit up Rejoice and have her create it. Let me, let's see here. And the girl was like five years old. Mm, trying to see if it comes up. It was such a weird story. Let me hmm. let me see if I can find the news article on it. Oh, shit. DSS is investigating. Ooh, there's an update, y'all. Let me share my screen. Viral. Viral. Also. Hold on. Let me share my screen. Breaking news. We have an update. Uh, Hold on. Okay, there we go. So DSS is investigating her now. Also, on social media, this story, teaching, teaching your children about working to earn, to earn money is a common lesson in many families. However, that lesson is landing one Memphis business owner in hot water. Even Memphis police are now involved. Yeah, so this started after pictures of what appears to be the business owner's young daughter waxing a nude adult woman and being paid for it, they surfaced on social media. Now, they've since been removed, and we won't show you them here because it's inappropriate. Our Alan Self, us live tonight from one address connected to that business and Alan what are you learning so far about this investigation 
Shane and Stephanie, this business owner was online bragging about how this child helped her uh, wax 24 customers, which helped the child bring in $700. The address associated with the business license is this house right here. We knocked on the door, no one answered. We attempted to call the business owner, no one picked up. We need to be upfront. It isn't clear exactly where these photos were taken. We spoke with an esthetician at Pretty Girls Get Waxed in Memphis. She says she would never get uh, something done at someone's home, and having an underage worker is out of the question. That would not even be safe, much less legal. So, it would not be good. I just, you don't know what people do in their house, and even though their house should be clean, you don't know if it is. And you don't know who's going to come in and out their house while you just laying on their table. Now, Memphis uh, PD says it's aware of these images and a joint investigation is underway by MPD and the Department of Children's Services. Memphis police say they have received over 80 complaints on this issue since yesterday, and this investigation is ongoing. In Whitehaven, Alan Self, WREG. Okay, all right. So I, I forgot to mute. Thank y'all for reminding me. So you guys just saw that that's the update. They have called DSS on the mom. Um, so there's there's two ways I can that I see this. First and foremost, um, as an adult, I would be extremely uncomfortable if I walked into a place to get waxed, and there's a five year old child standing there with a with a little bucket of hot wax and a stick. And she's about to wax me down below. That I don't even understand like how you think that that's okay. So one, I'm giving the patrons who came to the home to get waxed by a five-year-old, I'm giving them the side eye. Because again, why are we getting undressed and naked in front of somebody else's child who's five? That is weird. And for the mother to think that that's okay is insane to me. It's one thing to teach your child like, okay, I want to teach them what I do for a living so maybe they can take over the family business. But that's very intimate. It's one thing to have her in there watching you wax people's eyebrows or unibrows or maybe even underarms. But to have her, one, watching you wax people's vaginas, but then on top of that having her do it, to me is just, it doesn't make any sense. I don't understand like why that would be okay um, for a five-year-old. And I don't understand like what adult would be okay with that. And I don't, and does she have, is it just women that are coming for, like, is she also waxy men? Because to me, the, the woman, the mom just sounds money hungry. The five-year-old is making money for her. So what's to stop her from, because you know a lot of guys now, they like to, like, keep themselves clean. Like, <laughs> y'all know this new generation, honey. <laughs> what is it called, manscaping? You know, they manscape now, honey. They're not coming with them wild bushes back in the day. Ah! That's not funny. Okay, but you know, like, all these dudes, like, you know, they like to, like, manscape, and they like it smooth down there. So, um, was she also allowing this five-year-old to, like, put wax on people's balls and, you know, on their shaft and, you know, just like, I don't know. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, are we also manscaping men? Like, like what, what in the pedo ring is going on here? She shouldn't be, like, waxing anybody, men or women, at five. You have to be 18 or over to do that, to do, you know, esthetician work and things like that. And then think about it. What if, like, she ends up burning a client? This is a five-year-old. Kids make mistakes. 
you know, five-year-olds drop juice on the carpet. So imagine she like dumped a, a, a bottle of hot wax on somebody's crotch by accident. Now you're looking at a lawsuit, she done burned somebody coochie. Like what, like what, what is a mom thinking? It doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm glad that TikTok got on it. Somebody said tea in these wild bushes. <laughs> I'm just saying, I know back in the day, child. <laughs> you know back in the day, honey. Um, bushes be wild. <laughs> you know, I'm glad that men like groom themselves more now. I'm here for it. <laughs> But yeah, I just, when I first heard that story, I was just like, no, this can't be real. This cannot be real. But she was really having her daughter wax people. From what I saw, it was women, but you never know. You never know. She could have been getting men clients too, you know, all money spends. But I'm glad that DSS is involved. You know, there's nothing wrong with wanting your child to take on a, a trade, but you also have to use common sense. And also the people that were clients, to me, that gives me like pedo vibes too, because I'm sorry, as soon as I walked in and there's a child there, I'm a fill away. Why is your child here? I don't even like when I walk into places, you know, when I used to get my hair done and people's kids would be running around. Like I want peace and quiet and, you know, me and the, the hairstylist to talk. I don't want to be hearing your kids in the background screaming and fighting and shit. So I couldn't imagine I'm supposed to be getting, you're already nervous when you're going to get waxed anyways. So I couldn't imagine you're going to get waxed and then a five-year-old, is here looking at my Yahoo ready to, no, absolutely not. Go ahead, put my clothes on, I'm out. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving the clients the side eye along with the mother, you know what I'm saying? It's not the, the child's fault, but the mother and the clients, they all get the side eye from me. It, you're not supposed to be naked in front of children, let alone somebody else's child. That's insane. So, whoo, we went on the tirade, honey. Okay, big booty jersey. She done changed the whole damn trajectory of the show. <laughs> Thank you, sis. I appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Uh, Colin Marie sent 20. Says, hey, auntie, I just turned 28 on February 2nd. On the 14th, I got cervical fusion done due to no fault. Due to a no fault vehicle accident. I'm in recovery. I'm glad you uploaded at this time. YouTube has been lacking. Will you do more self-care videos? Hey, well, I'm really sorry. Damn, you turned 28 on the 2nd, and then you had to have surgery on the 14th on Valentine's Day. Well, I'm really sorry that you had to go through that. Um, yeah, I can definitely do some more self-care videos. I got, it's like, it's, it's, I have a lot of things that I'm trying to like plan and have in the works for 2024. It's just about trying to like get like a good team together of like videographers and DPs and Things like that. Because there's a lot of stuff I do want to do and I do want to shoot. But I got to get the help, right? But I would love to do like more self-care videos and things like that. Because self-care is very important. Especially in like this high-paced, high-stress society that we live in. You know, we have to take time for ourselves to just breathe and relax and unwind. Um, so I wouldn't have no problem doing stuff like that. But thank you so much. And I hope you start feeling better. Thank you for coming through, sis. Um, let's see here. Kirk. Um, Zalovia. Oh, I said that right. I did. I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. He sent $50. Says, hey, T, I hope you're well. Been sick for a week. I was watching Planet Earth, Frozen Planet earlier. Um, but you going live this weekend helps a lot. I can't wait for the next Colin show for the documentary. Yes, I got a chance to watch it. And that man, I forget his name, that's in the documentary for Planet Earth, he does not look like he's in his 90s at all. 
Like he's giving people in their thirties a run for their money. And the fact that he has been filming the earth and what's been going on with the earth over the past, like what, 30 years is heartbreaking. Like I, I sat and I watched it. We're going to do like a rave on it, but I didn't get a chance to. So I just watched it on my own, but I really liked it. I really enjoyed the documentary. So um, maybe I'll see if anybody else ended up watching it and we can do the call-in show. But yeah, like our planet is going through it. Uh, what's his name? David Ottenborough. Ottenborough. Thank you, Nietzsche. Yes, David Ottenborough. He looks so good for his age. He's in his 90s. And just to see like how the earth was, like how the rainforest was like back in the 60s versus now, the polar ice caps when he went out there to see like how Antarctica was way back then versus now, it's scary. You know, it's like we're, we're losing our resources slowly but surely. And what's gonna happen, you know? That's why I feel like a lot of these millionaires are building these bunkers and trying to go to like to the moon and all this other stuff. Don't leave me down here, bitch, with these earthlings. We wanna come too, shit. You know, but it's a really good documentary. Y'all should definitely check it out. So thank you so much, Kirk. I appreciate you. Um, Tina Sam 489 says, they need to get the booking list and investigate the customers as well. Who would let a child wax them? Perverts. Mm, I didn't even think about that. They could very much get that booking list. You are right about that, sis. Um, Marquis says, first off, wax is hot. You can peel a layer of skin off if you don't properly remove the wax. She's total. She's a total liability. Mmm. That's scary. But that's what I was thinking. Like you know, that wax is no joke. I just, I just couldn't imagine even allowing a five-year-old around me playing around with heat and stuff like that. Especially down there, she gonna mess around, and burn somebody, and that's the end of your damn Valentine's Day, child. Yeah, but we need to stop. You know, like I, I get it. You know, the Chinese people we having their kids working at the Chinese restaurant. I think that's cute. You know what I'm saying? When they have like, you know, the little boy, he's taking orders or he's, you know, back there chopping up vegetables. That, you know, that's cool. You can do that with kids. But a five-year-old waxing, that's a bit too much. And then the mother had to know to be like argumentative and cussing people out, calling folks haters. Because, you know, anytime you bring logic to these attention seekers, you know, we're always jealous, we're the devil, you know, we just don't want to see a black woman succeed. And it has nothing to do with that. You're putting your child in a, in a very dangerous situation. And you don't know who these clients are. You don't know if they may become obsessed with your child, want to harm your child in some way. You know, like, you don't know. They could be attracted to children and you're, you're putting them in a situation where you have a child touching them and sick. I don't even want to think about it anymore. Sick. So... I'm glad that DSS is involved. And I agree, uh, Tina, they should go through the customer list. And I bet you I wouldn't be surprised if some of those customers may be registered, you know, sex offenders. You know, you never know. Um, let me see here. So we got one more topic to talk about. I'm really liking this camera. I'm Everything looks crisp. I'm, I'm liking it. Doesn't like look blurry or anything. So yeah, I'm, I'm, and it's lasting. It didn't go out, so I'm happy. Um, what was my other topic, child? <laughs> I have all my topics written down. Okay, we did that, we did that, we did that. Okay, Chris Brown. So the last topic is Chris Brown. So Chris Brown been going through it, child. Beat him down Brown. So he's really upset. Um, he was invited to come and speak. Not speak, excuse me. To come perform at the All-Star Game. 
And then they disinvited him. They they keep playing in his face. So let me uh, try to find the original the original post here. Mm, let's see if I can find it. Cause he was going off earlier today about it. So now it's causing all this conversation online. Is this it? No. Okay, here we go. Because it's two parts. So here's the first part. Okay, so let me share this real quick here. Okay. So Chris Brown speaks out after he was told that he couldn't play in the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game. He says, I was asked by the NBA to play in the All-Star Game this year only for them to call later and say that they couldn't do it because of their sponsors like Ruffles. At this point, I'm sick of people bothering me. I'm tired of living in the fucking past. I posted the email so y'all could see the NBA is still trying to get me to come and sit courtside. Not fucking happening. So NBA All-Star 2024, welcome, uh, welcome at Chris Brown. Um, welcome to NBA All-Star Weekend. We are thrilled that you'll be a part of this weekend venue. Um, I'd like to connect with you. I'd like to connect you with Holly Cisco, talent management, blah, blah, blah. Her team will specifically handle your logistics of the weekend, scheduled travel, ground, ground transportation flow. They will also be facilitating your interaction with some of the other departments, including credentials, ticketing, hospitality. It is our goal to make your experience as smooth as possible. Then they even sent him what his uniform would look like. Then he says, I'm only going to go where I'm appreciated, okay? So now this is the other half. Tamika from Black Lives Matter, she's speaking on this too. So Tamika Mallory says, on the issue, brands have every right to choose who they do or don't want to work with in the situation surrounding domestic violence and sexual assault, etc. I have a question for our community, especially our women. Does there come a point when a younger person who did something wrong gets to move forward or do we hold them to their actions forever? Then she says, does it matter that Rihanna, the victim, moved on? Should we pick the ball and run with it? Is there something Chris Brown should do or should have done to earn back the respect of the people? How should we talk to our young people about redemption or the absence of such? There are... These are not rhetorical questions. I really want to get a sense of how people genuinely feel. And let me say up front, I don't follow Chris Brown's news, so I don't know all the details. My intention is to provoke a conversation that's bigger than one person. So a lot of people calling out the hypocrisy. Um, it's causing a lot of conversation online. Now, I will say this. I do think that it's unfair being that they invited him. You know, they rang his bell and said, you know, we want you to come to All-Star Weekend. We're willing to fly you out, do transportation, all that stuff. Only for them to say that one of their sponsors feels uncomfortable and that they can't use him anymore. Um, I don't think that that's fair. I think the issue with Chris Brown is this. While Chris Brown is extremely talented, right? 
great singer, songwriter, dancer, a man of, you know, jack of all trades. I think the reason why people have not been able to move forward and let it go, even though it's been years and Rihanna has moved on, you know, they've said happy birthday to each other on social media and stuff like that. I think, to be honest, is because Chris Brown still continues to get involved in fuckery. Like, let's not forget, it wasn't too long ago, situations with him and Takashi. I said Takashi. Wasn't that Karuchi? <laughs> I knew it was some Asian name, child. Karuchi. Um, plus, there were other situations with other women, you know, talking about him being violent and being threatening and his disp disposition towards them. So I think that's kind of why it hasn't been able to die down is because he's found himself in other situations outside of Rihanna. And that's just me being, you know, truthful. But I feel like when it comes to these brands and the people who are hitting him up and saying they want to work with him, either work with him or shut the fuck up. Like, stop doing that. Stop him. Just like I forgot he was supposed to perform at some awards show. He had been at practice all week, getting ready to perform. And then it was just, just like that, gone. They decided not to use him. Yes, yeah, somebody mentioned it recently, Tiana Taylor. He went off, he cussed out Tiana Taylor recently. So that's the issue is that, you know, while it's not fair that people keep holding something over his head, he's still acting a fool out here. And that's the problem. He needs to like really stop. He needs to stop beefing with people. He needs to stop beefing with women and cussing out women and stuff like that. And then maybe folks can move around and, you know, get over it. But I do feel like the situation with him and Rihanna, it's old and people need to stop bringing that up because there's way newer situations than that, right? Um, I think when people just chop it up to the Rihanna situation, that's being disingenuous. But I think that he needs to also take accountability to things that he's still involving himself in. And these brands need to stop playing with him. You guys know his backstory. You guys know how he gets down. So if you're reaching out to him, go through with the whole you know, campaign, go through with the whole shebang. Don't reach out to him and then say, we're going to, you know, we're going to dangle this in your face and then take it from you. Like, that's not fair. Nobody would like that. Um, and it's very interesting how, too, and I will say this, that a lot of times when it's people of other races, um, we're quick to forgive. We're quick to, you know, move forward. Oh, that was in the past. That was so long ago. But when it comes to, you know, black men, black women, People will constantly bring up your past. Um, let's not forget there was a day and time when Justin Bieber was out here wilding out. He was out here drinking lean and running around with little twists and doing stupid shit. You know, peeing off of balconies, peeing in buckets, just acting a fool. Nobody brings that up. Nobody throws that in Justin Bieber's face. Nobody says, remember when you used to run around here doing perks and getting high and acting a fool and being disrespectful to people? No. They chop it up to, oh, he was young, you know, boys will be boys. He's grown. He's grown now. He's a grown man. That was the old Bieber. But unfortunately, sometimes in our community, we don't get that same grace. You know, things are held over our head, like literally indefinitely. It's like we're not allowed to, you know, grow and make mistakes. Yeah, just like with Miley Cyrus. You know, Miley Cyrus went through her little weird ass whole phase where she was twerking everywhere and sticking out her tongue and... You know, she was so hip hop and she was, she used hip hop to basically break that um, um, Hannah Montana, you know, stigma. She didn't want, she wanted to be taken more seriously. She wanted people to see her as an adult. So she used hip hop and now she's back being Lily White again. Now it's, oh, I don't do hip hop. That was a phase. You know, I'm back being just, you know, Miley, you know, so it's like, we don't get that luxury. <laughs> 
unfortunately. So that's why a lot of times we have to make sure that our T's are crossed and our I's are dotted. And for a lot of these up and coming artists that are coming out, take Rihanna situation, take Chris Brown situation as a lesson. You know, look what he went through so that way you don't go through those same mistakes. You know, learn from the mistakes of other people so you're not destined to repeat them. I tell you guys that all the time. So it's really unfortunate, but I definitely feel his frustration. Like, I'd be pissed too because, again, he didn't reach out to them and they're like, oh, no, you're Chris Brown. You know, you come with too much baggage. They reached out to him, you know, so it is unfortunate. But I think that Chris Brown also has to take some personal responsibility and understand that you can't keep getting into it with people, even when they're in the wrong and it's unfortunate, but because of your reputation that has preceded you all these years, you just can't play into it. So that's my opinion on that, but I do feel like people need to start getting over the Rihanna and Chris Brown situation because, again, if Rihanna has gotten over it and, you know, they've been able to heal and move forward, I don't understand why the fans are still bringing that up. So, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, let's see here. Uh, Phoenix Queen 26 says, Hey T, I wanted to know your opinion on the shooting at the Chiefs parade. I really believe something shady happened behind that shooting. Yeah, I did hear about that. I thought it was really sad and disturbing. You know, you have all these families there. Um, you know, kids, you have a mother who lost her life, you know, just simply going to the parade. Um... I don't know. Some people are saying that it's some type of sacrifice because of Taylor Swift and all of the, you know, Illuminati rituals that took place during the Super Bowl. Child, I'm not even going to go that deep with it. But um, I do think that it's something going on in sports. Because um, they said it stemmed from two people arguing and then somebody pulled out a gun and started shooting. And then, of course, you have people talking about they want to ban guns. You know, those conversations happen every time something happens. But I also feel like um, there's a lot of low vibrational energy, you know, just like in overall sports, the fans, they're more belligerent, even like the, the team members, people getting into it, even Travis uh, Kelsey, how he treated the coach, how he was grabbing him and up in his face, you know, that, that energy travels. And I feel like in sports, like even like with sports media, you have these media people, they're beefing now. It's almost like hip-hop. Not to be rude, but it's it's almost coming off like hip-hop. Like you Before, we would see shootings at like hip-hop concerts and, you know, oh, two guys were arguing, they started shooting at a hip-hop, you know? And now it's sports. It's a football game. So, I don't know. It's just really sad, though. You know, I feel really bad, you know, because you, you want to go to places like that and take your kids and... and you want to feel safe, but the energy is very different. And I always say like, you got to be really careful with where you go, where you put your energy, um, who you're around. And it is, it's like a lot of the stuff around nowadays is just so, so low vibrational. It just really is. So yeah, it's, it's sad. Somebody said, yes, not everything is Illuminati. Some people are just sick out there. People giving the Illuminati too much credit. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think everything is, you know, esoteric. You know, you got some people who are just losers. They have short fuses and they're ready to fight, right? So, yeah, I don't think that everything is necessarily esoterical. But um, the energy is definitely different. So you, you got to be very aware when you're talking about going to things with, like, big crowds and crowds of people. 
you know, it's like everybody's on edge. Everybody's ready to fight. So it's sad. It's really sad. Let's see here. Um, Jennifer sent four ninety nine. She says, "Just joined the live. Did you hear about Master P and Snoop Dogg suing Walmart and Pulse brand cereal?" Yes. Do I even want to talk about that? Because um, I'm not gonna have a really friendly. I don't really have a friendly stance on it. Um, let me just keep it real. Again, the checks are running low. The checks aren't checking in Hollywood. Um, I think like Paramount, a few big studios let go of thousands of people. The money's not moneying, right? Um, at my particular Walmart, I have seen their cereal. I know some people are saying that they haven't seen it. It's been hidden. But on everything I love, I've seen it at my Walmart. Because I'm like, that one with the kangaroo on the picture. And I'm like, oh, okay. They have, you know, not like an end cap, but like, you know, a little section. But you can see it was right there with all the other cereal. So I don't know. I saw it though. But they're saying that it's being hidden. It's in the back. People are saying they didn't even know that they had a cereal out. I just feel like at this point in time, like, are there no real cases of racism I guess, you know, there hasn't been anybody shot by the police lately. So let me get Benjamin Crump to come and fight for cereal. Like, I just, I don't respect it. Like, these are these are two millionaires who, well, one's a pretend millionaire, um, who are, who are trying to make money repackaging stuff. Like, you got to understand, too, there are legacy brands. There's a such thing as maybe people are not interested in eating your cereal. Is that wrong? Do we have to support everything black? And I'm not trying to be funny. Maybe some people don't like the fact that your come up Master P was being the dope man. Your come up Snoop Dogg was being a gang banging rapper. So maybe some people don't want to feed their, their kids your cereal. No matter how old you are and how much you've changed your brand, like we were just talking about with Chris Brown. Unfortunately for a lot of us, we don't get a do over. We don't get to be like, well, this is who I am now. I'm grown. I done made my money from pushing dope and pushing low vibrational lyrics. Now I want you to take me as a CEO and a businessman. Everybody ain't going to buy You know, everybody's not going for it. Some people will. You know, some of your hardcore fans will. But not everybody's interested in buying that. I've been eating Lucky Charms since I was a kid. I'm going to keep eating Lucky Charms. I don't eat Lucky Charms like that, but I'm just using that as an example. So some people are just, you know, they want to stick to their legacy brands. That's just, I don't, I don't, I don't think everything is racism. I just, I'm not saying that there couldn't have been some racism in there where maybe they were hiding some boxes of cereal in the back. I'm not saying that that's impossible, but I just feel like there are way bigger fights than this cereal. So they win and, you know, the, their lawsuit goes through. Does that benefit the black community though? Like, are we going to see revenue from their cereal no this is just another point to make millionaires are well one's a fake millionaire richer and the one that's a fake millionaire he's really struggling now he has to keep up appearances remember the son was out here crying a few months ago time out he don't own rap snacks he never went to school in college and i did an eight hour deep dive on both their lies so i don't know people probably gonna be bad but i just have to say what it was it, it's just no, not everybody's interested in everything. 
you know, if people choose to buy it, they choose to buy it. I saw the cereal. I thought, okay, that's cool. You know, Snoop got cereal at Walmart. And I kept pushing my cart. And I'm also not a big cereal eater like that, you know. But, you know, you, you also got to think about your reputation and how you were introduced to the world. And it's really sad. And that's one thing I will say about, you know, in hip-hop and um, in the culture, it's kind of sad that the way that we go viral, the way that we're introduced we're very rarely just able to be ourselves. You know, everybody got to be, yo, 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 I'm from the hood, or, you know, I'm super ratchet, I can twerk. It's either overtly sexual with women or hardcore gang banging, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to get the ops, I'm drilling. And then once they make their money and they want to enjoy their money, right? They want to enjoy their peace. They want to get up out the hood and they want to start changing and doing right. The way you introduce yourself to the world is how the world wants to pigeonhole you as a black person. This is why when Monique's son was, was talking, people were like, oh, he's zesty, he's sassy. No, y'all are just not used to listening to an articulate black man who is not raising the damn projects talking about his ops because that's all that's pushed. We're multifaceted people. There's people from all walks of life who are black. Not everybody who's black was raised in the, you know, Magnolia projects or in, you know, Mossy projects. Black people in the suburbs, black people who live downtown. So that's that's just what I'm saying. It's just kind of sad that a lot of our black artists had to be introduced to us through like the, the worst music that, you know, that caused death and that caused a lot of bad things. And then when they do want to be taken seriously as, you know, businessmen and entrepreneurs, everybody still sees, you know, Crip walking Snoop Dogg. And do they really want to buy that cereal and have it at their breakfast table? For some people, no. But see, y'all not ready to have that conversation. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just keeping it real. So again, I'm not saying that there wasn't racism. I'm not saying that there, there couldn't have been a conspiracy. I just feel like there's, there's bigger fish to fry. Um, there's more things that Benjamin Crump could be fighting for. This is just something to benefit these two men. Nothing more, nothing less. So... That's just my opinion. That's it. Yeah, we're not all a monolith. Thank you, SF. That's just the truth. And so it's it's really sad, you know, like when that is how we have to be introduced. And then when people want to try and do better, they don't have that option. Like, oh, no, you're not. No, we're not going to allow you to do better. You got to keep giving us this. That is why Krishan is the way she is. When that girl was just being regular Krishan with a full set of teeth, buff, she was on some gladiator show. You know, she had track scholarships. People didn't really pay her any mind because she was just doing, you know, doing the right thing. But once she started doing drugs and drinking and wilding out, she's viral all the time. You know, like I always tell y'all that the devil gives gifts too. People think it's just God. Oh, God is blessing me. No, the devil also gives gifts. And you have to be careful with that. That's why I always tell young people, Yes, you can create a social media page. Yes, you can be an influencer. But what are you influencing people to do? And whatever you introduce the world as, as what you are, is what people will place you in that box. That's why I never came onto YouTube pushing my sexuality and being overtly sexual. That's not me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I rather leave with my brain first. I know that's not normal for most people when they see black women. We're supposed to be twerking every five seconds and, you know, trying to fuck something. But no, like, we're not a monolith. And it's kind of sad that that's how a lot of our black women 
have to introduce themselves like the Sukis. They have to be overly sexual and twerking and eating niggas ass and all that stuff. But when you really sit and you watch some of her interviews and you listen to her, that persona, that's not even her. But now she's stuck. She has to stay in that character. Nobody wants to know destiny. It's Suki or nothing. So just be very careful with the with what you lead with. And this is not shaming anybody or trying to talk down on Snoop or Master P or Suki. I'm just keeping it real. That they got to look at other perspectives as to why people may not be supporting them when they try to go more commercial. So good luck to them, child. Thank you for the super chat. <laughs> I just went on a whole little tangent. Um, let me see here. Uh, special chocolate set 199 says, you look beautiful today. Best look ever. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, young Kobe. What's up, Young Kobe? He sent $20. Says the FBI sent a warning about the border crisis. They said that Venezuela's most violent gang and Latin America's most feared armed group could be joining forces in New York, does this feel like a setup for a future terror attack? Wow. I have not seen that yet. Um, please post it in Discord. I have not seen I have to do more research. I don't want to speak on it. But I know when we had our last Zoom meeting, a lot of people, because we were talking about, you know, the immigration crisis and how, like, a lot of these northern cities are now getting a taste of what Mexico and Arizona and a lot of those southern cities have been dealing with for the past 10 years. So now you have New York, they're just overrun, they're, they're overwhelmed and overran with the immigrants that were shipped up there. Chicago, you know, they're trying to build these new immigrant encampments and, you know, facilities for them. Meanwhile, you have American homeless people, there's no facilities for them. So it is, it's, it's causing a major debate. Um, remember, I told you guys during the meeting that I had watched a special on 60 Minutes about Chinese people coming in through the southern border. They're flying in from China because they want to get away from Xi Jinping. They're flying in from China, getting dropped off in like Central America and then walking and coming into the United States. Because with China, they have a better chance of, once they get in, getting asylum. They're like a favored minority group. Whereas, you know, Africans, uh, Black Caribbeans, they're not as favored, unfortunately, when it comes to the immigration process. But the Chinese know they can sneak in through the border and then they'll get their immigration process like that. So it's a new hustle now where a lot of Chinese are coming over the border. So I, I was blowed. And they have a mission. They wouldn't even talk to the reporters. They had a mission. They were like, me no speak no English. We're going to America and kept it moving. So it, it's getting scary out here. It really is. You know, it's a lot going on out here. You know, just stay prayed up. But I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I get people being nervous and you feel like, you know, we're getting replaced the jobs, things like that. But then I also, you know, being a child of immigrant parents, you also feel the sympathy of people wanting to leave their homeland and, and start better and, you know, live a new life because where they're at, it's not good you know, the war and the poverty and things like that. So I definitely see both parts, but, you know, there's only so much. There's a lot of Americans here who are also struggling. So it is really sad. It's really sad. So I tell people all the time, be grateful that you are here. Be grateful for what you have in America, you know, because it could be a lot worse. You know, like I tell you all the time, 
water is a blessing. You know, water is a privilege. It is a privilege to go to your sink and turn on the water. It's a privilege to go to your refrigerator and just choose ice and water. Like that's all, that's a privilege. Most people, they don't have that. They have to walk miles to get water, you know? So it is, man, it's sad, it's sad. But thank you for that, Kobe. Um, let's see here, Dior Indy sent 499 says, hey T, been a subscriber since 2015. I am now 20 years old. My mom has been diagnosed with three brain aneurysms and one rupture. Please keep us in prayer, wow. I'm sorry to hear that. I really hope everything ends up working out better for you and your mom, sis. So thank you. Just hang in there. You know, stay supporting her and stay trying to take care of her the best way you can. I know it's not easy when the roles are reversed and you as the child have to be the parent because your parent is sick. So, but just hang in there with her. So thank you. Um, Angel Vega. Sam 499 says, I wonder if the product saw small novelty sales, but they were expecting big legacy brand sales. Mm, that's a good point, too. Yeah, I think maybe they thought because they're Master P and Snoop and, you know, they've been around in the industry for 20 years. All the black folks are just going to go in droves and buy their cereal and put General Mills and Post out of business. It's not happening. And General Mills actually is located here in the Twin Cities. Like, for real, I got family that work at General Mills. So it's located here in the Twin Cities. And so, yeah, like I said, me personally, I saw their cereal right next to Post cereal, General Mills cereal, all that stuff. But I just, you know, I didn't buy any cereal that day. But they're still up there at our Walmart. So good luck to them. Um, Let me see. Tati Deshaun says, people got to remember the devil presented Jesus with material things if he bowed down to him. Mm, that's a good point. Thank you. Uh, K. Willie sent 499 says, Crump denied to take my case when the prosecutor admitted she knew I was innocent but wanted a notch on her belt and charged me. Oh, wow. Oh, you might have a, a civil rights case. Not not using Crump, but, you know, as far as a prosecutor and you going to do time that, for a crime that you didn't do, that's insane. So he refused to take the case, but, you know, he will take the case of two so-called millionaire celebrities crying over the sales of their cereal because he's another ambulance chaser. And right now there haven't been any police shootings, so he's attaching himself to this case. It's sad. Um, but good luck to you and everything. J Jersey Girl Sin 5 says, I'm not going for it. Repackage name brand. Monique's son is a child of privilege. A celebrity child. He was given the best. Mm. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you. Shelly J says, America has done this before to black people. I know it's a tad bit different, but look at the reverse freedom rides. Look into the reverse freedom rides. I never heard of that. Let me look it up real quick. I've never heard of that. The reverse freedom rides were an attempt in 1962 by segregationists in the South, Southern United States to send African-Americans from Southern cities to mostly Northern and some Western cities by bus. They were given a free one-way bus and were promised guaranteed high pay jobs and free housing. Oh, wow. I've never heard of this. 
Hold on, let me share my screen with y'all. Look, we, child, we learn new stuff every day. This is why I love my stream. This is why I love my tea sippers. That's why I got the smartest fans on social media. The cruel story behind the reverse freedom rides. Wow. I love looking at old pictures from like back in the day. Just like how people were dressed. And even though if they, if they didn't have an, a whole lot of money and things like that, they just always just kept themselves just well-groomed and just did the best that they could do. Um, how long is this? I don't want to read the whole thing. There's a video. Let's see. Let's play the video a little bit. See what they're talking about. We cannot change history, but we can make the history. Why can't we start making history now? My name is Betty Williams. I grew up in Herdick, Arkansas, and I'm a reverse freedom rider. When I came from the South to the North, I was about 18 years of age. My childhood was, uh, some parts of it was very fun. Uh, some parts of it was very, uh, very sad. And when I was much smaller, I think those was my really good times. It was 13 of us siblings in all, and I am the second to the oldest. Okay, I don't want to play all because I don't know if it's going to be like copyrighted, but it looks very interesting. It's on, um, if you guys want to look more into it, it's on npr.org, and it's called The Cruel Story Behind the Reverse Freedom Rides. Matter of fact, I'll put the link in the chat, so if y'all want to look into that more. But yeah, thank you for that information. I never knew stuff like that existed. Um, like I said, we learn new stuff every day. That's why, you know, we had these live streams, so... I appreciate you, uh, Shelly, for letting me know about that. I'm going to look more into that. That's really interesting. Um, Semi-Ratchetness sent $10. Says, T, that bang is banging. T ain't say it. It ain't happen, period. Been a fan since forever. Keep doing you. Also, B seems to be throwing shade at Nikki in her ad. And House is probably about Taylor. Mm. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, sis. Thank you for coming through. So yes, um, I've been on here now for two hours, so I'm going to get ready to log off. I know y'all want to enjoy the rest of y'all Saturday. It's already 5 o'clock here in the Twin Cities, but um, please make sure y'all hit the like button. I appreciate you guys. Shout out to all 7,000 people who came this Saturday unexpectedly for my live stream. I really, really appreciate it. So everybody have a good time. Enjoy your weekend, and I am about to be out. Let me find my... um. My I'm about to be out screen. Okay, here we go. Bye, y'all.